The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Israel has vowed to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. But how many innocent civilians are going to die while that goes on? We're joined by Bell True, Chief Independent or International Correspondent with The Independent. Bell, thank you very much for joining us. Before we get to the possibility of a major ground offensive by Israeli troops, what has been happening so far, mainly by air? Well, there has been what Israeli military officials have said to us is the heaviest bombardment of Gaza ever. They said it's an unprecedented response to an unprecedented attack and that they've been, um, they've been targeting thousands and thousands of, of places across Gaza. Least speaking to the civilians in the Gaza Strip, they say that this is the strongest bombardment they've suffered um, in several years. And so at the moment, they're amassing at the border. There hasn't been a political green light for a ground invasion, but the army is ready. And in addition to, well, before we get to what else is happening, but if there's this massive bombardment of Gaza, how many civilians is this killing? A lot. Um, This is the the, the largest death toll in just a short uh, space of time for Gaza in comparison to other military operations. I was just speaking to the deputy health minister of Gaza who told me that the hospitals now were all full that they were running out of supplies because Israel has imposed a total siege on the Gaza Strip and that they were actually having to switch off ventilator machines of people they believed were their cases were too hopeless to make way for the freshly wounded. Their hospitals, they were treating people in the streets under tents. Um, So, you know, the, the, the wounded is unprecedented. And the death toll for this amount of time, um, as in it's only been a few days into this incursion, is also, I believe, unprecedented. And tell us a bit more, please, about the blockade. What's involved in that and the impact that it has? I think it's important to put this in context first. So Gaza, which is only 42 kilometres long and 12 kilometres wide, has already been subject to a 15 or 16-year blockade by Israel and Egypt ever since Hamas, the military group, seized control of the Strip. So there already was a lack of supply anyway. But since this extraordinarily violent and horrific attack by by Hamas militants, Israel has imposed what it's called a total siege. It's cut water, electricity, um, it's cut fuel supplies and food and humanitarian aid. I spoke to UN officials. They said Gaza is sealed. That's the quote they used. That supplies are running out. The International Committee of the Red Cross has been begging for humanitarian corridors to bring fuel in because the only power plant doesn't have um, diesel anymore to run and generators don't have any um, diesel to run. Uh, At the moment, there there is no way in, no way out. The Egyptians said that their border crossing was open but not operational because of airstrikes. So it's it's extraordinary, huge amounts of pressure on the civilian population. Israel has said that there will be no humanitarian exceptions to the siege. How is it justifying that position? Israel says that it needs an unprecedented response to an unprecedented attack. And uh, the, the country's um, energy minister said today that they would keep the siege in place until the hostages are released. Hamas obviously killed hundreds of people in Israel and took dozens of people hostage, men, women and children and soldiers. So they are saying we, ha- you know, we are at war and it's Hamas's fault. But human rights organisations are making it very clear that the siege is a collective punishment because the civilians are being impacted by this. And that constitutes a violation of international law. So obviously for a civilian sitting in Gaza, they have no control over how to release hostages or not. They're just 
it basically having to deal with the fact that water, electricity, food, diesel is all running out and they've got nowhere to go. Is there unified support for these dreadful actions within Israel or are objectors afraid to speak up because of the wave of nationalist outrage as what happened at the weekend? I can't speak obviously for the entire nation but certainly there does seem to be a degree of unity and behind uh, the Israeli military's actions in Gaza. I know in the border regions in particular where people were living, you know, cowering in their homes as militants came in and murdered their friends around them and took people hostage, they want the military to go in even harder than they are. There are obviously human rights organizations here who are expressing alarm. There are some, you know, very vocal Israeli activists who are saying this is collective punishment of, you know, Gazan civilians. But, you know, there's a lot of support for this action because people are very upset. And I think it's very telling that Netanyahu and his chief opposition, Benny Gantz, have actually formed a war cabinet, even though they've been at each other's throats for the last few years, because they have united over this. Um, And so, you know, we're seeing basically different factions who would normally be political enemies joining forces because they're so horrified. Why did Israel today launch missile strikes against the airports in Damascus and Aleppo in Syria? They um, have said that there were in, um, uh, basically that there were rockets fired from Syria into Israel, which has happened in the past. It's not um, exceptional, uh, but they're obviously concerned about different fronts opening. So there was a lot of alarm last night when sirens went off in the north of the country on the border with Lebanon because there were fears that there was a drone incursion that actually wasn't in the end. But there is a a concern from the Israeli side that they're not just going to be battling on one front, but multiple fronts, because obviously Lebanon and Syria and um, Hamas in Gaza, uh, you know, are are, uh, basically, you know, not friends of Israel, to put it lightly. And so they could face multiple fronts opening simultaneously. If things are bad now as a result of these airstrikes, how much worse could it get if there's a ground offensive? This will be the fourth war that I've covered here between Israeli army and Hamas. And in 2014, when the ground incursion happened and I was there in Gaza, the death toll instantly goes up um, it, on, on both sides, but specifically on the Palestinian side. So my fear is a ground invasion will see a very, very uh, deep, steep spike in Palestinian casualties. Um, and, you know, because in order for their troops to go in, they have to sort of bomb areas very, very heavily beforehand. It usually also means um, increase in the death toll on the Israeli soldier side as well. So that might be why they haven't quite given the green light yet. But certainly it just adds an extra level to the violence and the suffering. And my, my concern is, you know, for civilians and also, of course, the hostages who are inside Gaza right now. But each time previously, the Israelis have stopped and withdrawn. If they're now vowing to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth, would this suggest that we are facing an enormous amount of bloodshed which could go on for quite some time? When I put that question to Israeli uh, military officials, they've told me that they will keep going and keep going and keep going until they've got the last militant. So my, and that's said to me by soldiers and also people at the top. So my concern is that, that this will be for the long haul. In the past, there's been almost a kind of constrained, constrained is the wrong word, but there's been a sort of sense of there being an objective uh, to restore deterrence is what they say. But now this is a different situation. I've been speaking to military officials who told me there needs to be a paradigm shift. That's a direct quote in how they regard 
this action in Gaza, that it has to be unprecedented and they have to come down hard because they want to send a message not just to Hamas, but to all of Hamas's supporters throughout the region. For example, Iran and Hezbollah, which is the militant group in Lebanon. That this cannot happen, that they will pay a deep price. But the problem is Gaza is one of the heaviest Heavily, most densely populated places on earth. There are 2 million people in 42 kilometer long space. Half of them are children. And I don't know how you just wipe out Hamas without taking a huge toll on the civilian population as well. It's very difficult in that environment. I spent a lot of time in Gaza, separate those, those two out. And so my, my deepest concern right now is for the civilian population, is for the children in Gaza. Beltrou, Chief International Correspondent of The Independent. Thank you for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.